Another official site fashion you did where we talk about daily affirmation, poetry, mental health, fashion, and most importantly, topics of the day. And you know, I'm going with it again. What's up, guys? It's your boy Zion, man. And today, we're going to be speaking on designer over name brand. So, when you hear that title, you might be thinking that, oh, they're going to go on a, a rant about designer clothes over non name brand clothes. Yeah. Nah. That's not even what you're thinking. It's <laughs> really the opposite, man. So, let's hop straight into it, man. So, we chose this topic, designer over non-name brand, because today I feel like we live in an age of materialism. So, one, status is based on the luxuries they can obtain, right? Uh -huh. So, based on what I can appear to drape myself in, like, the quality of clothes I wear, right, or the name brands I wear, you're going to appear that, like, my status is above ones who doesn't wear name brands, right? Exactly. But I feel that's not true, because... If you remember when we spoke on finances, just because a person has it doesn't mean they can afford it, right? Right. So, if a person has something on, they could be going out of their way to get it. They could be spending their last amount of money just to appear that they're getting it, like, but they're really not. And I feel like materialism plays a big part in the black community. Because if you look back in history, that we've always been in competition with white people on trying to look better or be better than because if you look back at the Gucci stores and the Louis Vuitton and all the designer stores, right? And you remember um, T.I. was making like a big rant on like social media on how them stores and how these like designer stores don't support the black community. Is you like just familiar with that? Yeah. Yeah. So and he was going on a rant and I think him and Floyd, Uncle Mayweather was beefing about it. Because that's how Floyd, I mean, because that's all that he wear. And people was shooting shots at T.I. But he was making a good point. We've always spent our money with white people, but they don't, but they don't like, they don't support our community. They don't support when it comes to Black Lives Matter. So we have to be careful with that. And it's always like, um, materialism, materialism has always played a part in Black like just communities. Cause I mean, cause usually when I mean, cause like when I think of Gucci and Louis, I think of a Black person. Like I, I mean, I don't see that many white people wear it, and like. And like just my opinion, and my question for you, for you is, why do you think that the black culture take designer designer clothes so seriously? Because like I said, they want to appear like they have that status, right? Because like a person's status today, a person's status depends on like their salary, right? Yeah. So if I can afford this nine hundred dollar piece of clothes or this thousand dollar belt or these thousand dollar shoes, you're gonna think I'm getting it, and you're gonna like respect me on a different level because I look, I appear as if I'm getting it. Because appearance is everything, right? That's like a person's going to perceive you based on your your appearance, your first impression, right? Right. So that's why I think uh, we put such an emphasis on designer clothing. And it shouldn't always be like that, man. Um, the fashion industry is always moving. And I'm going to give you an example. Man, you remember when True Religion was popping? You remember when we was in freshman year, everybody had True Religion, and you was hot with it, right? Yeah. But if but if you go back into Gaffney, like this athlete, you know, but true religion, man, they going out of business. Yeah. And they give and they giving out their clothes for uh, like just fit, you know, like just fit, you know, like, I mean, you know, like just half price. 
So, man, you got to think about, like, the fashion industry is always moving. Like, it's always, like, just elevating, man. And I think we got to start supporting black-owned designer. And then I was thinking, like, man, why don't we post black-owned designer, man? Like, why, like, so why don't we support black fashion? And I know that we did a, a podcast with a young college woman, and she had her own fashion line. And I see so many women support her. You see what I'm saying? But yeah. when it comes to designer... Like, luxury, we don't support that, though. Why is that? And then I was just thinking, like, even with the black businesses, bro, it happens all the time. Say if you had a tax business and you are black-owned and you just started, right, and the black man comes to your found, you know, comes to your business and you did his taxes wrong, that black man might go on a rampage and then go back to the white business and, and say, I'm never doing business with a black person again. But hold on, when we have we have to look at this, these white businesses that we invest in, they've been in business for 10 plus years. Most of these black-owned businesses only been in business for five years or less. So that being said, they're still, they're still going through like the mediocre trials and tribulations and the immature phase. But these white-owned businesses, they are been through that. So they know when it comes to, oh, because I've been through the bad, like, the service days. Or, like, i been through this. It's like growing pains. Yeah, exactly. It's like, even with your business or, like, just my business, we're going to have some ups and downs because we're just beginners. Yeah, but, we're learning. But, exactly. So I think black people, our culture have to be mindful. Like, we, I mean, because instead of, like, just going on a rampage saying, I'm never going to do business with a black-owned person how about you invest in another black-owned business instead of you going on a rampage invest in another black-owned business because you never know man like that's like that's like that's why i really want to touch on man and like just any thoughts on that i I agree with you but but i just feel like like you said like we have a a lesser tolerance than when like we deal with black people when something goes wrong on the snap on them or go on the rampage of social media and uh and like defamate their character and their business, right? Right. But like, if something go wrong at like Walmart, you just gonna get mad, but you gonna keep shopping at Walmart, right? Exactly. So like, I just feel we hold each other to an unfair standard, but and, uh, and we it's have, just something we gotta improve on because like, it's only through helping each other we can truly advance. Exactly, and we always talk about Black Wall Street and Black owned, but before I touch on that, man, there's a lot of racism and the fashion like this industry but man when i was doing my research last night and today you know we're breaking that cycle but we have a long way to go and we can have a black wall street we can have black owned businesses and i was listening like podcasts and this one brother was saying on brother ben s but man i'm scared to have have a black wall street because you know what the white people did last time but like that's old that was like in the 1900s and the 1800s we in 2021 where black people are supporting more black businesses than ever 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 so it i mean because like i mean yeah like it's essential more than ever yeah because it's a huge wealth gap right now and the uh, middle class is going out so if we don't get more equity we're gonna be like on the breach of the outside we ain't gonna have no means of investing ourselves but we don't have equity and when you're saying like People speak on Black Wall Street as if it was like the only place people, black people own businesses. It was a Black Wall Street in every every state. Uh-huh. Every state had a black neighborhood or a black mecca where you can go and shop black owned goods. Right. So like, we just got to get back to that because like, 
where you go to every state, is there like a place you can go? Is there like a little, you know how like other cultures have like a little Haiti, a little Dominica, yeah, or a little Jamaica, or a Chinatown? Like we don't have that. We just got the ghetto. Yeah. So like we got to get back to that like equity. We need equity is more important than ever. So like by supporting each other, fashion brands or just businesses mm-hmm. in general, we can create that. Yeah, man. And you made a good point on like the equity and like the marketing. And the thing is, and I think the reason why black, I mean, like just black, black people don't take like the take charge in that because we lack knowledge. And I was at a meeting; it was like an African American Association, and I was talking, and they were talking about stocks and bonds, and they was actually open to the topic as in, bro, like I really want to invest and I really want to create wealth, but I don't know where to start. And again, man, we always talk about self, like just educate. And when I left. And they were, and, um, cause they were saying, hey man, cause you got a voice and you know, man, you very open, man. We should all pull our money together and have meetings on like just stocks and bonds and something. And that's what it's going to take, man. You know, like just coming together. Well, you gotta let me know about that meeting next time. For sure, for sure, man. And, and like, it was at Greenville Tech, like, man, like they were, like they were just so fascinated with like just us talking. And then I mentioned like the podcast and how we just be like, just come, you know, like just coming up with ideas and like just innovating. And they was intrigued, man, because not every day that black that black people talk about it on a day-to-day basis, bro. And if you look on our podcast, man, we talk about that like here and there. So, man, that's like that's what it's going to take. And like, I know now that black people are coming together slowly. I'm not going to say all the way, but slowly we, I mean, you know, like we is. And it's going to take a lot of change in the mind and transformation, but it can happen. But that's what it is. But that's what it's going to take us coming together, man. So black owned services. I mean, you got to be patient and you got to give them a chance. We got to give black owned businesses a chance, bro. And then if they do bad by us, then cool. Then let's go invest into another black owned business, man. Cause we got to spread the wealth and we got to spread like the equity, like Zion said. And like, you know, cause we do wear black like just designer though. You know, like off white, bro. I did not know off white was a black owned, bro. True. I, I swear, I did not know off white was black owned, bro. You know, cause we wear that, but we don't wear like the other ones, like Mart, uh, cause Martin Rose or like just the others. You know what I'm saying? So I'm, I mean, so I mean, so I'm like, we have the potential. We have uh, the potential to stop wearing the Gucci and the Louis Vuitton. Yeah, there's some other black designers out there like Chell Fair, yeah, uh, v Mm-hmm. I can't, it's a lot of black ones. And so. I was unaware of that. And I think we are all unaware, bro, because we don't really take the time because we're just looking at the well-known Gucci and, like, the Louis. But guess who made it that big? We did. Yeah. We made it that big. They we- love our money, but they don't love our people. So we got to be mindful, man. And I know we're going off topic with the designer and the non-name brands, but this kind of like just aligns with us and our people and just other people as well, man. And, you know, Zion but sent me like a podcast on copywriting and like this lady was talking about her copywriting business. And she said 80% of her clients are black. And she always get one or two clients saying that they scammed her. And she was saying... But that never fazed me because I always wanted to help my black people. She said, mind you, 80% of our clients are black. And the rest of them are white. And the black ones always say that they have tried to scam them. You see what I'm saying? But black people do that all the time, though, man. We always say, oh, man, they always do us bad. But that's not true, bro. We got to have the 
we like we got to have faith in them first, then judge. You see what I'm saying? Cause like you Zion, so say if you um had your business lunch and all that, and and like I know like your clients and your customers gonna be like this majority black. What if you came out of the blue one day and all your clients saying that you scamming them? It's like so. How would you feel? Mm. Uh, I don't know, bro. Probably I would be a little bit upset because like that's like it's sort of my character as a businessman. Yeah. Because I had no intention to scam anyone. But then I got to be solution-oriented as a, a business owner to try to, like, fix the problem. Exactly. Because I can't have people feeling like I scammed them when I had no intention to. Or I really didn't scam them at all because I wouldn't do that because that goes against my integrity. Yeah. And then that's going to make you feel bad because you, I mean, you are a type of person that you want to help your people. Definitely. And me too, like, cause I know when I launch my business, like, man, I want to help my people too. Like, when I'm done with my program, and when and when I get my clientele up, man, just like that woman with like the copywriter business, like, I want a good portion of my clients to 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 be black too. You know what I'm saying? Cause I, I mean, cause I do want to help my people. And you know, man, we talk about Master P, cause over the week, and man, like, I was listening to his podcast, man. And he was just talking about the wealth and the big picture man and like all these businesses and like he was saying about roman noodles how we spend our money with roman noodles but we don't have our own like these roman noodles right yeah yeah man like we spend our money with all these places but we don't have our own and i think ownership is key yes man like i know there's gonna be some trials and tribulations but but man it is possible your thoughts man Man, I agree with everything you're saying, man. Let's hop back on this topic of designer over name, but I also ask you a question. Yeah. Have you ever felt lesser because the clothes you wore weren't up to par? To, oh. Like, the standard everybody else thought was the standard. Of course. I mean, I feel like everybody has felt like that. Mm. I remember, like, man, I ain't had no name brand like that, man. Like, I just had, like, a regular T-shirt from Walmart. But yeah. but everybody else had polo. You see what I'm saying? And polo was hot, too. And, like, it's still hot. And I feel like, man, we gotta stop judging people by that, man. So, man, I, I so I've been in that like just situation. But I feel like me wearing none name brand have humbled me though. So when I see like just you know, so when I see somebody that's misfortunate to me, man, I don't judge them. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And then like I had seen somebody like this week. This person didn't have no name brand clothes. She was walking with so much confidence, man. She had like some black boots on, and she was light skinned and bruh. Her whole style was unique, man. I don't know if I seen name brand or what, but like I, ain't, I don't know what she had on, but she wore the hell out of it though, bro. So we can wear the hell out of none name brand, and we won't even know. Yeah, bro, that's why I be wearing like dickies and shit like that. Yeah, that's what like the next thing I was about to say, man. I personally feel it's not what you wear, it's how you wear it. So like, you the person is the centerpiece of the outfit, not any piece of clothing you can put on, bro. You gotta have that swag, that confidence about yourself. So, like, no one can take your self-image. Like, you're not going to allow anybody's opinion or comments to penetrate your confidence because, what, remember, what a person says is a reflection of them, not you. So, yeah, you just got to take that into account. Man, it, yeah, like, man, like, you right on, man. Like, uh, my dad, like, always said to me, you know, the clothes don't make you, man, you, because you make the clothes. Most definitely. Yeah, man, you make the clothes, man. I mean, you always like just make the clothes. 
for real, man. So do you have like anything else, man? I think that's it for me. I think that's it for me. This was a short one, but we got a good message too, man. You don't gotta always wear a name brand to be considered of as important or as cool or to be accepted, man. If those people don't accept you or they look down on you based on the things you wear, man, they character is flawed, not yours, man. So don't let no one of deprive you of your confidence or your feeling of self just because you don't wear the same type of clothes they wear or can afford the same type of things they can because it's not that important but people are based people should be judged based on their character not the, how they appear oh man and something that clicked in my mom and i was watching this post and and um because it showed a picture of a rich man and a poor man oh, yeah. and the rich man had cheap clothes and all that and he was rich but the poor person, man, he had all the designer, all the latest and stuff. So, man, we think about these rich people that we say on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, the richest people don't even wear that. They don't, man. Like, even with Jeff Bezos, man, like, because I look on his page, man, he don't got no designer, nothing like that. So, we so we walk around here every day, stores, gas stations, and we won't even know if a person is rich unless we see their car. I mean, but that don't even mean you're rich. Like I said, just because I got it don't mean I can't afford it. Yeah. And, like, just, like, on, like, a standard, like, we like we want me to know if they got it, like, just by what they wear and their appearance, man. And I think we do this because of social media and the time that we live in today, man. Like, wearing, like, just design and, uh, and yeah, that made me want to go off on a whole other tangent, bro. But go ahead. So, like, uh... Like you were saying, like, we was talking about Ms. Bramer earlier, our business teacher in high school. Yeah. So she had this saying that real money don't jingle. What that mean? Real money don't jingle. I like, I like. So yeah. like you were saying, like, I the like rich that. person had on, like, all the designer and the jewels or whatever, but the wealthy person, he, he had on regular clothes. So, mm. like, real money, you don't got to put on all these jewels or these diamonds or these designer clothes to let people know you getting it. Like, real money is going to be, like, showing them how you carry yourself, the class you have. And the things you have to show for yourself in, in terms of like assets, not liabilities and clothing and cars and jewelry, right? Right. And then I got a prime example. I was, if Jermaine, if you listen to this, bro, you my homie, bro, but this is an example. It's my bro Jermaine from work, right? Mm-hmm. So we was talking, bro. He was like, bro, I just bought me some Balenciagas, right? Right. I said, how much you paid for them? The man said $700 for a pair of shoes. Shit. I was sitting here thinking, I ain't say that too. I said, I said, seven hundred. I said, damn. And then I was sitting here thinking, like, bro, we got the same job. He might make a little bit more than me, but like, say every two weeks we get paid fifteen hundred dollars, right? Right. I put my business out there, but I'm nineteen. Fifteen hundred dollars every two weeks—that's pretty decent money for a nineteen-year-old. Of course, hell yeah. So, so like, we get paid fifteen hundred dollars every two weeks, right? Mm-hmm. He older than me. Mine, he got his own place, own car, so he got pay rent and what else? Utilities, right? Right. And you spend seven fifty on a pair of shoes, a liability, nothing that's not gonna put no money in your pocket just to look look good. Yeah. Like so half your check gone just cause you wanna look good, like it lets you know that like materialism is like something that's like poisoning our mind because we'll go like check off our finances on something that's that's not even important, like a pair of shoes, but like a pair of shoes don't get you in the door nowhere. A pair of shoes don't get you a relationship and if it does your relationship is based off the wrong thing uh so like we shouldn't put so much emphasis on things such as shoes and clothes because it'll have you in a position where you're making bad financial decisions or you're making bad decisions in terms of relationships 
based on this thing that you're trying to put on to appear as if, man, I'm getting it when I'm really not. Yeah, man, and you made a good point of the clothes you wear, man, the shoes you wear doesn't get you in the door. And I remember, man, these, because um, I consider them like my mentors now, because at Greenville Tech, uh, Richard Dawkins and my English teacher named Mr. Brewster, and he said, man, your name is going to get you in them doors. Because when somebody looks at your name and the meaning is so greater than what it is, and when they see you and they see the way you carry yourself, that's what's really going to get you in the door. And you made a great point. Like, man, you have some people, man, they's buying all these luxury things, but they barely can't pay their rent. Or we don't know that for sure. Like, man, like I know this one dude, man, like I met this one person. Like, he would spend tons of money on just designer or just anything, man. And this is when I was hanging out with the so-called friends that, like, I had back then. He was spending his money on shoes, 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 shoes. But every time we went out to eat, he ain't buy no food. <laughs> I think I know who you talk about, fam. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, <laughs> he would buy all these things. But he couldn't buy no food, bro. So, oh, bro, you spending your money on the wrong thing. Dang, man. You spending your money on the wrong thing. Like, you're you not pro. <laughs> hey, I forgot that you was with me that day, bro. But, um, and, and if you listen to this, man, because ain't no shade, man. But, man, they, like, look, man, they taught me a lesson. And that helped me revert back at what my dad said. Because my dad, he is a shell-toed Adidas dude for life. And I will always wonder that why would he spend his money on Shell Toll Adidas? And you gotta think about the cost. They only cost sixty to sixty to eighty dollars. Bro, my dad, bro. And he my, has over a hundred shoes, bro. I gotta tell you about my dad, bro. Go ahead. My dad's an African, bro. Mm-hmm. Immigrant, bro. So even though anything about African immigrants, they either on one side of the spectrum, they either be designed out or they really frugal, right? Mm-hmm. So my dad is really frugal, especially now that he got older, right? Mm-hmm. So like when we go to the store. He ain't buying no name brand water or no name brand toilet pepper. You better, <laughs> you better get the you better get the great value. You go clothes shopping. He ain't trying to go to the mall. He trying to go to Ross. <laughs> so like when I was younger, I used to want like the KDs and stuff for that. And then like, why would you? Why you got to spend a hundred dollars on shoes? A hundred dollars on shoes. You should never spend a hundred dollars on shoes. Like he will always emphasize that. And like now since I got older, like. And I'm like, on what I'm trying to be on, I'm trying to gain wealth, right, and build wealth, and I understand assets and liabilities. Mm -hmm. It's like, like, I'm not even going to kid you, like, a couple months ago, I was, like, into buying shoes and stuff like that, because I was getting money at a good rate. I still get money at a good rate, but, like, when you got, like, an extra $700 to do whatever you want with, right? Yeah. What goes through your mind? Like, bro, what can I go do to have some fun? Mm -hmm. So, like, man, let me go to this shoe store, see what they got in here real quick. And nine times out of ten, you're going to end up buying something. Like I got to the point where I, I used my, I did this one time, I told myself, I, I used my credit card to buy a pair of shoes, right? Mm-hmm. And I never wore a pair of shoes. Wow. I just impulse bought them, right? Yeah. And I'm sitting here paying off the credit card, and I couldn't pay the credit card off at the end of the month, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, damn, bro, I just put myself in debt for a pair of shoes. I ain't even wore it, bro. I've and never your credit score went down, didn't it? A little bit, but my shit ain't one, so I'm sorry. Yeah. But... I'm saying, like, bro, I'm never doing that shit again, bro. And then once I learned about assets and liabilities, like, I don't even look at a pair of shoes and say, like, bro, I ain't bought no pair of shoes in months. Because I, I can't bring myself to do it. Yeah. Man. Like, do I, I don't even need this. I'm just doing it so I can look good. But it, 
It's going to look way better when I got a business that's doing six, seven figures. It's going to look better when I got these assets to shuffle myself because I sacrifice not buying these materialistic things and invest my money in things with real meaning. Right, man. And you got... And you just gave me like a flashback. Like, I remember when me and my dad had went shopping. Like, we, bro, like we went school shopping. And this is when I was like. Yeah, that's why I used to hate going to school shopping with my dad. What? I said, just give me the money and let me go back to my mama house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, so I was in 10th grade and he was going shopping for himself too. And I wanted the Jordans, like, you know, because I wanted the Jays and I wanted to fit in. And he went to go buy her, like, his own things. Man, I bought one pair of shoes. He gave me $200. I, I spent $200. All the money. I spent two hundred dollars on one pair of shoes. He came back with four shoes that cost him like one seventy five, and he spent that on Shell Total Adidas, bro. And then he came back with five like outfits, bro. And he, I mean, cause he ended up paying all together shoes and clothes like three hundred and something, close to four hundred, bro. That's smart shopping, bro. Yeah, that's how my dad was too. I got another example. So it was Christmas time, right? Right. And my dad, we talked about this recently, because, like, he listened to our finance podcast, right? Uh-huh. This is Christmas time. He gave all me and my siblings, like, $150 each, like, the day after Christmas to go shopping, right? Uh-huh. And uh, y'all went to the mall, right? We was walking around the mall of Georgia. And I couldn't figure out what I wanted, right? Uh-huh. And then we had went to Evercomer Fitch. And I bought, like, uh, a sweatshirt and a T-shirt, right? You know, anything about Evercomer and Fitch, they was really expensive, right? Uh-huh. So I ended up spending, like, my whole $150 on two items. When I got home, bro, he was so mad at me. He was like, how you, I gave you $150, you come back with two things? He was so mad, right? Uh-huh. And I didn't get why he was mad. I was like, it's Christmas, you told me to get what I want. <laughs> and I was mad, I was crying. I was like, why he mad? But then, like, now that I understand, like, how money works and how you should, should spend it. And he listened to our finance podcast. He was like, I know this is not my same son that, that spent that $150 on two items. Yeah. I was like, man, he's, he's still on that, bro. But, like, my mind was young and it was immature. It was based on materialism because I wanted to, like, fit have in. this yeah. fit in and have these nice clothes when it wasn't even necessary because if my friends really liked me or the people I was trying to fit in with, the things I wore wouldn't even matter. Bruh, man, my, like, my like, childhood was the same way, but, like, it was kind of different. So my dad would give me a hundred and no he would give me two hundred dollars for school shopping and i would go with my cousins right mm-hmm. bro my cousins are smart shoppers man they put me on game with the ross and the tj masses and the michaels and you know what i'm saying whatever and bro man with that two hundred dollars man i came back with six outfits and two pair of shoes bro and bro i walked into the school and everybody thought like i was like hot but really man like i went to a cheap ass place yeah and spent cheap money bro and that's the thing. Everybody want to look good, but they don't. But they, but they don't want to pay the bills, bro. So, definitely. Man. That's all I got for them. I just had to get that out. That had came on my mind. <laughs> hey, look, man. Cause you mentioned a great point. And next week's podcast, man, we're gonna be talking about the jobs of money and money management. So y'all stay tuned for that, man. So I'm excited for that one. Oh yeah, me too. Me too. Me too. Cause I'm gonna do my research on that one, man. Cause I feel like, man, that's gonna help y'all. And help and like just help us as well as we on this journey on creating wealth. So y'all be in tune, man. And and like I know last week was kind of awkward. We dropped a podcast on a Sunday, cause we usually try to drop our podcast on a Saturday and on a Wednesday. So we're gonna try to be as consistent as possible. So y'all bear with bear with us. And man, I hope y'all enjoy this podcast, man. We love you guys and stay and stay tuned. Thank you. Peace and blessings. Hit the link in the bio. Peace. Me rolling, bitch me rolling, bitch me rolling, bitch me rolling, bitch me rolling.